Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna White and you are on Keeping It Real On Purpose. I am your host. I am your life purpose coach, author, speaker, and instructor. I want to welcome you all. You could be anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me today. And this is the place where ex- experts have in-depth conversations about their life, relationships, and business in real time. Real talk about real life on purpose about successes, failures, issues, and insight to a better life. Today on the show, we're excited to have Linwood Jackson Jr., who is an author, a philosopher, and poet. Welcome to Keeping It Real, Linwood. Thank you for having me. Definitely keeping it real. (laughs) I know. It's a lot of work, though, don't you think? (laughs) It's it's beyond a lot of work. It's beyond it. I'm telling you, every fiber of you has to really keep it real. <laughs> like you really have to. It's. I remember when I first started this journey, and um, you know, coming out of, um, I guess, not being real. Let me just say that. My, you know, you know how traumas in your life kind of got get you in a place, you know. Yeah. And. Um, I had to literally pull my tongue out my mouth in front of people and bite it (laughs) so I wouldn't lie, you know, like, because you're inclined to make up things as you go along because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you don't want to hurt yourself, you don't know what to do, you know, all this stuff is going through your head and it's a a real, a real struggle sometimes, it really is. You're keeping it real, you're deliberately unreal, you're saving it real. (laughs) It's just too much, I'm telling you. But I like the fact that you're into, and I like what you, um, for justification, um, and it says uh, mental health and personal spiritual growth. You put the two words together. I like that. I just love it. And could you tell us about the justification and then go to the personal spiritual growth together? I like that. Yeah. You know, as human beings, we're, we're definitely more than human oh absolutely it's really not at at least i found it in my experience it's not fulfilling enough to say i need to love myself i need to know me better Mm -hmm. i i can change myself better because at the end of the day the root cause of our problem is us oh yeah so if we're looking to ourselves to feel better about ourselves we're going to go on a circle that's a rat race Mm -hmm. and we're never going to get anywhere um you know beneficial no but it turns out that being more than human, we have emotions. Right. Emotions don't really have a bodily um, source to them, which allows us to know that they extend beyond us. And extending beyond us, they extend to a mind beyond us, a creator, which is how we know that we are created. Right. So justification is really about, the, the entire book is about getting the core of yourself aligned with your devotional conversation. Not necessarily traditional or denominational, right? But understanding that track of field where you know where you are, and then bringing that experience and that wisdom to the human being, so mm-hmm. that then our human being has a counselor, it has an educator, and that educator is our essence. Right. The, the essence that we've taken through that long tracking field of getting to know it and it getting to know us, and then the marriage of that essence to our human being. That's really where the human and spiritual or devotional growth and development comes in because human being can't do it for human being. No, not at spiritual all. Spiritual can't do it for spiritual. Um, 
human being plus spiritual is the core of our essence as a human being. Human sure. being. That's what really makes us right. real. Right. So that's that's the core of what this book is. It's allowing your faith and your belief to understand that it has a character of its own, has mm-hmm. a mind of its own, has thoughts and has feelings of its own. And if we could take responsibility for that faith that we have, not, mm-hmm. again, traditional or denominational, mm-hmm. that genuine genuine influence that we have to know a creator to know a living god we can get that and train that and develop that Mm -hmm. that allows us to get a center of who we are and that can bring us to a more wholesome you know industrial or innovative approach to living uh, to routine to diet to habit and things of that nature yeah and i'm glad that you said that um it's not um religious or anything like that you know it's no devotion outside of yourself um, cause so many times we hear the word faith and all of a sudden we say, Oh, that, that means, um, you know, the religion that we're in, you know, that, yeah. that's what that means. And, um, it's funny that you're on today because I think, um, the universe is kind of sending me all this great stuff. Um, okay. I spoke with someone else who's, um, in, it, it is a philosopher and we we're talking about, um, you know, um, God and how we feel about it. Um, I think I learned more about God out of the religious sector than I did in the religious sector. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so tell us how that, um, the human growth kind of works together with that spirit um, and, and, and define what spirit looks, you know, what we define what spirit does not looks like, but define what spirit is so we can get a clearer vision of it. This is actually a subject that I cover. I, um, con- I'm connected to a television program mm-hmm. on um, a network based out of Atlanta, Georgia called Preach the Word Network. Okay. So I have a show called Justification on this TV network. Okay. And, and this show actually breaks down the entire question. Okay. So this term justification, it's um, in the denominational traditional uh, scope. Mm-hmm. There is a, a justifying from a particular individual, a particular figure, or a particular personage and it is our confidence on this personage or figure that allows that term justification to make sense for us okay uh, i'm justified from everything because of my belief in this personage. right mm-hmm. and, and so this term in the western sense really means a kind of a distortion of what it actually means yes in traditional <laughs> sense yes in in reality and what i like to do is i like to study bible by the the language that it's written in absolutely justification justification is a term that means cleanse mm-hmm. so it means cleanse so the the real question is uh, to get at is what are we supposed to be cleansed from right and you actually just said it is the entire point of the um definition of justification is to be cleansed from the traditional outlook that we have so mm-hmm. that the mind of our devotional conversation can gain a foothold on its own character to honor the creator in its own individual way and maintain itself to that right in its okay. own individual way right right so this so this term justification is then a term applied to spirit and again i like to go back to the root word of of spirit in our western culture mm-hmm. spirit is associated with whatever we would associate it with mm-hmm. right but <laughs> in the context and language of the, the hebrew language right. um, spirit spirit is actually mine mm mm-hmm. mhm so in, in every sense, spirit is actually mind or, you know, spirit is actually that, that rejuvenating factor within the human being right. that allows them to go beyond. And that is the, the mind of our faith. Right. So we're, we're cleansed. The cleansing is for the mind of our faith. And the mind of our faith, it then goes back to our human being because this is what 
leads us. We don't right. really realize it, but our religion affects how we behave. And right. One of the exactly. reasons why it I get sure complaints like, I don't know, Christians aren't the nicest people. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's because the the root of their belief, it's not going into the root of their human being. Right. So the traditional landscape, it's actually blocking the work their faith needs to do in order to find itself. Right. So that's why you have people going, wow, I need to find myself. And I, I speak to it. Um, a, a lot. lot. Of people <laughs> me saying that my, my, my religion has insulted my intelligence. Yes. Uh, my belief has hurt me emotionally and right. spiritually. And this is not just religious people. This is also irreligious people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so the whole, their, their, their conflict is that religion has hurt them. Religion has misled them. Religion has deceived them. But they're not really seeing it. It's, you know, it's my, my goal and my right. joy to let them see that. While they're hating or their experience or their past experience, they're missing their faith's genuine heart. Exactly. If you can feed your faith's genuine heart, mm -hmm. you will receive a new vision of how you should be operating. That past experience will not be as bad as it will. You'll see that it was for a, a growing process, a period, mm -hmm. to go through that, to get to where you are now in, in a mature way. And once that vision, and then you can envision how you, you should be relating um, to your creator. Right, okay. That then allows you to take responsibility for your human being. Because now you're seeing, wow, I'm not just this physical thing. I'm not just this natural, I'm not just sentient in a natural sense. So getting this knowledge allows us to take responsibility for the fact that, wow, I need to take care of my body. I need to diet. Mm -hmm. Wow, what's in my toothpaste? Wow, right. what is in my, my food? Wow, what is in this? And we just become a little bit paranoid at first until we get a, a ground of who we are. Right. Once we get that ground of who we are, our human being can then have the balance that it needs because it's aligned, not just human, not just um, devotional. It's aligned. Right. The marriage the marriage is complete. Right. And this kind of how you're talking and, and I'm saying this, this, happens, this happened to me. It's like I started questioning, you know, my mind, literally the toothpaste, as, as you said, <laughs> Like what was what's in this toothpaste, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, and and it's funny because my, once I started line, aligning all of that, even the things that I ate di uh, disagreed with me. Like, oh, that it's that's, true. and I can feel it. I can literally feel that some when I put it in my mouth. Well, this isn't right. Whatever I have in my mouth, it's not making my mouth feel good. And 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 it's funny how you, it's perfect the way you're saying this. This is. Perfect. Like, um, I, I experienced it. I, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know goal. what it was. I knew that I was on the right track as yeah. far as my life, you know, my life and aligning myself spiritually. Um, but I definitely feel the difference, even with soaps, you know, just using any, it's like, wait, I don't think this feels good. Even with it's clothing, true. it's like, oh, I don't think this feels good. And I throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. It's, it's, it's really, really weird. weird. It scares you. It's almost like I felt like I had like this. Okay, I have this disease. Like you know, something's inside of me because everything felt different. Everything was different, and there was a question. You know, like should I be using this? Should I be using that? What should I use? And I spend oh goodness, I don't even want to tell you how long I spend in the store reading labels. <laughs> I don't know. You want to tell you that? It's just bad. And it's all necessary. Yes, it's, it's, it's completely is. necessary because now you're thinking not just for the physical. You're thinking, wow, this can actually affect if if this if this hair dye gets to the root of my hair, it can actually yeah. feed into the mm -hmm. to the glands, and it can 
it's just it's just crazy when you start digging into you really really do yeah you really really do it's just it's amazing i mean and i really did think that was something wrong with me and and i love how you um um when i when i came out of the religious sector um i i sat down for like six months and i think um no i don't think i literally read the bible over again but i read it in the Hebrew language, and I researched each word. It was amazing how that doesn't mean that. Yep. It, it, I was transformed. It was like that doesn't mean that. This is not what this means. And I'm like, well, and it was blowing my mind. Like I was like a little kid. Like this can't be. Like you know, this just can't be. I, I, I was told this, and 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 I see it like literally. Just the Hebrew language, it can't be translated as easy as we believe it to be, you know? And I was like, oh, wow. And when you said justification, that was one of the words that I, those are one of the words that I was, I was studying. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this yeah. is perfect. Like, you know, so I understand about the, the, the dogma that we kind of get, all this stuff gets put on us. How do you rejuvenate um, this, the, 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 the spirit in order to be like transformed. How do you do that? Oh, oh, how can you start making that transition? Well, there's um, a couple of things. I like to John three six. That which is of the flesh is flesh. That which is of the spirit is spirit. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's absolutely vague. Right. <laughs> but in its right context, flesh doesn't actually mean literal flesh. Right. Flesh in its correct context, if you have to get that word down to the Greek. It means conversation, so right. emotional conversation, and spirit doesn't actually mean spirit; it means mind. Mm -hmm. So um, it's actually saying what is for the devotional conversation's body is for the devotional conversation's body, and what is for the body of the spirit of the mind is for the body of the spirit of the mind. Right. And whenever I like to um, talk about the subject, I like to show that there's actually a divide here. There's a divide between what's for the body of the conversation, and then there's a a, um, a mark in between it and on the right. There is the body of the spirit of the mind. Mm -hmm. The root uh, philosophy concerning justification is that what is for the devotional body or, or what is physical, the physical stuff, is right. unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So, not the the physical stuff, meaning we're so accustomed to uh, routine, um, right? Baptism, oh, yeah. ritual, yeah, right, all those rituals, standards. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So this is. The Bible's uh, philosophy is that this is um, corrupting our genuine faith. But on the other hand, what is for the spirit of the mind is for the spirit of the mind. Mm -hmm. And that's how you actually begin the process. You begin the process by uh, temperately and patiently refraining from your ideal perspective of what uh, religion or your form of religion is. Right. And discovering without the physical stuff what you actually believe. Mm -hmm. So the more you can take your physical stuff out of it, the more you can take your opinion out of it, the more right. you can take your belief out of it, that's actually the more you're going to realize, huh, what's God now? Yeah. Because, right. Because the thing around my neck told me that's what God was. Right. The, the picture on the wall told right. me that's what was my mom, my, my uncle, mm -hmm. my best friend, pastor so-and-so. Right. So then you strip all of that away, and the only thing that you're left with is you. And more than being left with you, 
you're left with you facing a faith or a an inward or genuine confidence in the living God that has absolutely no faith or in or genuine confidence at all. Right. But then you're left making the decision. What do right. I now do? Do I, you know, yeah, go backwards or do I go forward <laughs> into nothing? Yes. And that's the experience that is actually um, within the Bible. The way I like to to, to say it is that ninety nine percent of the Bible is a form of a false show of religion and meaning. Mm-hmm. You give to the deity sacrifices. Right. And even point blank, you can find passages saying, I never once talked to your people about offerings and sacrifices when I brought them out of Egypt. So how did it begin? That's another other thing, but and um so the the getting away from that, ninety nine percent of the Bible is giving offerings and sacrifices to a deity. Meanwhile, that same deity is saying, this isn't really what I taught you guys to do. Right. So then there's a, a 1% of the Bible that's really hidden, but it's the overall scope of the Bible is that this, this sacrifices and offerings and this handwritten religious tradition, um, this has to go away because if we're going to believe that you, God is a spirit, John 4, 24, mm-hmm. And if we're going to believe Luke 24, 39, that a spirit doesn't have flesh and bones, and we have no right and no justification for mm-hmm. honoring a spirit with something that's physical. Right. So this part of the philosophy then transitions to where you can find also, you know, the, I'm going to bring you um, from darkness into light. I'm going to make crooked things straight. straight I'm going to yeah. bring you into a new way. You will no longer desire your gods. And that's the point of it that everything comes down to a stripping away of the physical stuff. Right. And it gets down to you making a decision to take a walk in darkness so that you, by your own experience, mm-hmm. can understand what genuine faith is. And by doing so, you're fulfilling the, the, the term justification. Right. So justification isn't really a... Even though it's a term, right. you know, the, the Hebrews, when they speak, they speak uh, actions in their terms. Yes. So the term is actually a concept, and mm-hmm. the concept is actually a, a inward purification from your former uh, religious belief to now a more genuine and conscious devotional habit, right. which is more getting to your human being as opposed to before it was negatively impacting your human being. Right. So that that's how you actually okay. begin that process is mm-hmm. realizing that you've been um, observing lies right. and that it wasn't intentional on your part so you have to there's a process of forgiving yourself and then there is a process of forgiving the people that have led you if they have led you and then there is a process of accepting that i cannot move forward or i can live in this torturous you know heart that i have now because i know i have a faith that i need to feed but i'm too scared to do it because i don't know what's on the other side right but if i could take you know that that chance and that risk i can know what's on the other side Mm But what we don't know is that knowing what's on the other side, it actually falls back to our human being, and that's where we receive the ultimate our well-being. Absolutely, that our totally faith agree. in its development it mm-hmm. falls back to the to the growth and development of our human being. Because going through that experience, yeah. you're realizing character, right. you're realizing ambition, you're realizing industry, you're realizing consciousness. You're becoming aware of those years that you have missed. And I've mm-hmm. spoken to people an example a, a 65 year old woman heard me speaking one time and she came up to me and she said so what you're telling me is that i have to take 64 years of believing in something and you're telling me that it's 
not right, and then I have to go and do something else after 64 years. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, it, yeah but, but in, their mind, in her mind, it's just like, I'm, I have a set way. Yeah. I have a set I've been in, way. I'm invested in this, you know, come yeah. on. <laughs> I, have, I have a set way, but on the other hand, it's like, you know, if you're not too old to grow as a no. human being. You're no. still alive. Yeah. If your heart is beating, that means that you have Absolutely. a reason for growing as a human being uh, in devotionally, primarily. Yeah. So it's not too late, even though it seems like you've got 64 years of this one habit. And right. Multiple habits. It's, it's just that, that lining. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I like what you said. You've been observing lies. Observing is a deep word. <laughs> you've been part of it. You've, you've seen it. You're, you know, it's on you. It's, that's really deep, that observing lies. It's really, really deep. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about the, um, I, I don't want, I don't, I want to say famous. They always say this all the time. Um, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Yeah, Can you kind of like examine that and share that? Because that is like the epitome of yeah. some of the religious sectors be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Well, the, um, I have a lot of, ever since I've, I've made my work public, I've had a lot of conflict with the theological world, mm -hmm. especially with the religious journals. So their, their perspective of being renewed in the spirit of your mind is, you know, continually dive into the theories of theology and continually revive your faith on this person is that we have devoted our right. uh, former and present time to, mm -hmm. you know, renew your belief on this um, figure and everything that is surrounding it so that then, you know, you can have a more confident contribution to what we are doing and a more confident contribution to your own belief. Right. But, um, you know, what they really don't quote is the verse before it. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, they forget that part, but go ahead. I'm, I'm excited. Go ahead. And, and the verse before it actually says, um, so put off your former conversation, the old man, which is deceitful. Mm -hmm. Then it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Right. Then it says, and put on the new man, which is created. So those three verses are the underlying um, factor for our move, the movement that the Bible is actually calling for. It is that our former conversation, our former devotional habit, our mm -hmm. former religious custom, mm -hmm. um, you, you need to get rid of that. Right. And it's not necessarily that you need to get rid of it. Right. Because... It says, put off your former conversation, the old man. So there's nothing wrong with your genuine belief. The way you right. believe, there's nothing yeah. wrong with your confidence. Mm -hmm. Your confidence is beautiful. What really needs to be put off is that old man. Mm -hmm. And in proper language, that old man is an old mind or an old approach. Mm -hmm. It's an old approach to how we would honor something that we cannot see. And the old approach to honoring what we cannot see is through doing what we can see, which is eat this wafer and drink this, um, uh, put this on your forehead, dip in this water, right, uh, right. Uh, chant these things over and over again, hold these beads as you pray. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, this is the old approach. Right. This is uh, no longer valid. Right. And because it's no longer valid, then 
be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm -hmm. And the the brother to this text is Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is that good and perfect Perfect. will of Mm -hmm. the living God. So when it's saying be renewed in the spirit of your mind, it's actually saying be renewed by doing the will Mm -hmm. of the living God. And that just leads into another question of what is that will? I was just about to say that. (laughs) And the the will of the living God is actually the transformation, the transformation of the devotional mind, which goes back to put off the former conversation, the old man, and put on a new mind. And that new mind is an approach where it is, as it says in Romans 12 and verse 2, you are proving so if you're proving, that has a lot of mental activity attached to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And along with that mental activity, that that is more of a, that mental translates to a bodily movement. So what you're taking in mentally from your own independent and private studies, begin to live that. Right. And this is actually a proverb, keep my commandments and live. And this is where, you know, the Bible is a, a book of uh, contradictions because you have on one hand, I have given you these uh, statutes, commandments, laws for you to do them. But then on the other hand, you have the proverb saying, keep my commandments and live. So there's right. no instruction after and live. And live, right. So there's no keep this, keep this, keep that. And there's no, this is my commandment, that is my commandment, that is not. There, it's just keep my commandments and live on right. the one hand. And on the other hand, these are the commandments and I've given them to you. Live them and do them. This is your righteousness. And so there's always a conflicting um, character within the Bible of a, a binding to a religious uh, handwritten law. Uh-huh. But then on the other hand, there is a liberation from what is handwritten to what is within. Mm. And so the, the ultimate scheme of just even in the book yeah. of Ephesians, it's that form of conversation that you have that is tied to those traditional um, landscapes. Right. Put that mind of approach off. And then, according to the Proverbs, live. Right. And that means, as you, you began um, this by saying, fail. Right. Fail. Succeed. Cry. Right. Get frustrated. Feel depressed. Keep going. Take note. Review. Reflect. Fail. Repeat the process over and over again. That's what that word live means. Only then can we know what those commandments are. And that's trippy because... They're supposedly there written for us. But on the other hand, I will write my law in your hearts and in their inward parts, and I will be their God and they will be my people. Mm-hmm. So there's two things there. There's a there's supposed to be a, a writing going on within us. Right. But, but on the other hand, there is the Bible saying the writing supposed to come from without you from the pen of priest and pastor. So we can make a decision of how we want to live out our faith. Mm-hmm. But the overall scope, we will always come back, no matter how the Bible views of the, the, the sacrifices and offerings of the deities, the following of whatever and whatever, the Bible will always come back to its overall philosophy of live. Right. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put off that old approach and embrace being a creation. That's that third verse is that new mind of approach mm-hmm. is for being a creation. And being a creation, as human beings, we have brains. We don't really like to be told what to do. 
We don't really like um, activity. We're naturally as human beings. Doesn't matter who we are. Lazy. We like <laughs> easy. We like easy uh, religion. Yeah. Like easy ritual. What is a habit and what is a routine? I'm gonna keep doing that. We don't like to get out of it. Right. So this is what the overall theme of how the Bible has become a religion works. Do the religion and you're justified. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. But underneath all of that rubbish, and in every single illustration within the Bible, and its uh, language and context, is a philosophy saying every single individual tied to this needs to break away from it and resurrect their mind, their thoughts, and their feelings from it to own now their own devotional conversation. Okay. Okay. And, That's really good stuff. You know, yeah, it's I good. Kind of, and I kind of like, even when I do speak, I, there's um, a Jesus of the Christianity, and then there is a an individual within the Bible. Mm -hmm. so what do you mean by the Jesus? What do you mean by that? Jesus of Christianity mm -hmm. means, uh, believe in my blood and you can go to heaven. Okay. So that figure. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then there is um, a figure that actually taught and that was crucified, that does not have any of these uh, principles connected to anything that he taught. Right. Um, examples, Galatians 3.13. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've been saying is just summed up in this one verse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Right. Now, this law, uh, it can mean nomos, which is about, in, in that language, uh, statute, principle, policy, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. Right. But in the Jesus of Christianity, it's more of um, you are re we are redeemed from sin through his blood. Okay. But in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 15, 56, the handwritten religious law is categorized as the definition of sin. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so what we have, right? Mm -hmm. What we have is a religious tradition um, telling us that this we are honored and going to a place where we need to go and we're justified by a belief on the blood and the sacrifice and the body of a personage. Mm -hmm. This to the Bible is the definition of sin. Everything that I just said, because right. it's, but on the other hand, Galatians three thirteen, Christ has redeemed us from the law. Yeah. So, I, I think they forget that part. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that really part. not understood in my, my work. And also in this book, Justification, I really get down to this point because it is the Bible's uh, philosophy that I, I really, I'm, I'm really into because it's benefited me. It is that the redemption that we are to experience is not a redemption based off of a personage's demigod-like blood. Right. That's not what the Bible demigod, teaches. Right. The Bible teaches redemption or deliverance or an escape from the handwritten philosophy. And, mm. it, and it's not limited to Moses because it, it's we're still doing it to this day. Each church, oh, sure. for example, each church, for example, has a, a manual, a church manual. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so these are religious laws that they abide by. And according again to the Bible, mm -hmm. this is the definition of what sin is. Right. So when I do teach these things, I, I've had some somebody come up to me and go, so I, I last Sunday ate like the little wafer and I drank the, that was sin. And I was like, according to the Bible, yeah. <laughs> not, you know, because it's so misconstrued because the religion in and of itself, it's really not spiritual primarily. It's primarily flesh-based. It's right. primarily, sec primarily secular. Right. 
So when we think about sin, we're trained to think about sin as something that is secularly occurring right. or secularly occurring inside of us. Right. That's not how the Bible defines no. sin. Mm-mm. The Bible actually defines sin very uh, specifically, which is why you can, which is why they actually may not highlight the verse prior to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Mm-hmm. Because when you're putting off the form of conversation, the old man, that old approach is attached to doing what is handwritten. Ah. So when you can put off what is handwritten, that old approach, then you have the opportunity to be renewed in the spirit of your faith's mind and understand that there is a liberation from this for the right. purpose of you gaining knowledge of who you are, your experience, the living God, your connection, and your purpose um, in this life, as opposed to your purpose being the fulfillment of commandments and deeds. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, and you talked about religion um, and, and, and all that. What do you think about Christianity being the, the religion? What do you think about that? What, what, and what does, what does, um, what is your, I, I want to just hear what you have to say about that. I really um, do. I'll put, I'll put it like this. Okay. Um, take this bread. This is my body, which is broken for you. Mm-hmm. Take this cup, which is the same. This is the blood of the New Testament. Okay. And then we have in the book of First Corinthians and the Second Corinthians, Paul reiterating this. He said, meaning, do this every time mm-hmm. in remembrance of me. Right. So what we have in the Bible is a figure that the Christian religion is built around, um, forwarding what the Bible defines as sin, meaning. A religious law. Ah. So you have an individual creating or initiating something that he was supposedly died to get rid of. Right. And that's sort of the way that I see the Christian religion is that it is um, it is forwarding Mm -hmm. what the Bible is actually saying we as human beings and as devotional beings should actually pay no mind to. Right. And its central figure is being marketed for that very purpose. Right. So it's actually undermining the Bible right. by saying that it comes from the Bible. Right. Yeah, I like the word marketing that you're saying there. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because <laughs> it, it, it opens another subject, but I like the word marketing because it is exactly that. And it brings it brings all these other things that we have to almost have a religious right. And, um, I said this the other day to someone, I said, you know, you do all those religious rights. We've, you know, I've done them in the past. And I I said, but where does it get you? Where, where, how far are you to where you're, 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 or you're thinking it is and you don't really know it's there. So you like, it's like this whole menagerie of like, you're not really certain. So it's, it's just like you said, you have to go back to yourself now and, and kind of get those, answer those questions and like leap, leap off the, the, off the uh, cliff and say, Hey, I don't know what's coming, but you know, I'm going to try to live, (laughs) you know, let me do that, you know, and kind of take that leap of faith, you know, and do that. And that's how you know that a creator actually exists because then you get to realize I'm a creation, right? You get to go through that, that period of, of, of frailty. And right. then by doing that, you can actually understand that there is something, there's something beyond you at work, mm-hmm. at work here. 
mean, it, something else that attached to that that I like to um, bring up is First Corinthians ten twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Very, very. The second portion of that, Paul is saying, "Why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience?" Conscience. Yep. And the the whole what he's saying in this chapter and the ones before is that the the Corinthian ministers were were mixing philosophies with philosophies that had nothing to do with what Paul was teaching. Mm-hmm. And so they were they were coming up with new religious principles, and it was damaging what Paul had given them initially. And so you know the idea is, for why is my liberty to be judged or to be based off of somebody else's penmanship? Wow. Why not why not allow your own self to struggle for your own penmanship, mm-hmm. and not and not only believe that that penmanship is the all in all, but continue to refine it. Right continue to make that journey the life journey because that's what that's what this is right it's a life it's a life journey until we we hit the casket yeah exactly continue continue to refine aside from you know depending on the penmanship of someone else which is coming from a conscience that's not yours mm-hmm. you somebody your else's mm-hmm. i like to just bring that out for the simple fact of again the conflict of um, modern or popular theology is the dictation of the experience mm-hmm. um, by a personage. Meanwhile, you have the Bible just saying, you know, do the opposite. And, right. and it, it even tells you that the book of Isaiah, um, they they love me from their, their mouths, but from their heart, they're not with me. Right. And everything about me is taught by the precept of men. Wherefore, I'm going to do something very different, and I'm going to turn their wisdom upside down. Now, this turning upside down of their wisdom is the turning upside down of that old approach. Right. The old approach was cool, but now it's upside down. Mm-hmm. And now what's upside down is once you're without all of that, it's just you. It's right. just you and it's, and it's just, just your mind. Mm-hmm. And so now it's gaining that strength with you and just your mind and developing that confidence that you will be heard by a mind greater than yours. Yes, absolutely. This is so great. This is um, great philosophy for the audience and myself. I'm getting to know a lot of what I've experienced and I didn't have the words for, (laughs) if that makes sense. What I have experienced and I never had the words for and you articulated everything that I felt, that I've gone through and I now know what it is. (laughs) So I'm definitely going to buy the book justification but tell us how to get it tell my audience how to obtain your book justification sure um you can go on amazon you could even just google my name or the book linwood or justification or go to my website linwoodjacksonjr.com and all's there okay great what else is coming on the horizon for you um i heard i heard about your show on the public television yeah. Okay. What's coming? What's going on? What's we can look you up and follow you around. <laughs> I'm now putting together a a new book to publish. Um, it's it's going to be based on uh, empathy. Okay. It's called a, a a faith that works. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. And you know that's going to be based off of the fact that our experience is supposed to serve us so that we can actually serve other minds. Mm-hmm. So developing a spirit of empathy, whether it's in organization, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in self, um, whether it's in relationship, 
whether it's in friendship, whatever our, our you know, communion with the living God is, the result of that in its demonstration is supposed to be empathic. Right. And empathic to the point of extending into the universe of benevolence. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the result of that benevolence and the benevolent effect that we have from studying these things and from going into that darkness, it's supposed to allow us to grow comfortable with the fact that others may not know who they are. Right. And with us now being conscious that they may not know who they are, we can then develop, you know, empathy towards what they may right. be going what through. What they're going through, right. And, yep. And it's that experience that becomes centralized in the cultivation of faith that can help us connect with one another intricately and better and less. That's just literally what the entire book is about. Okay, great. Well, we're going to look for you on those on those um, platforms, and we're going to look forward to getting your book. Um, now, I'm going to turn the tables on this part because we know all about your philosophy and you and how what a wonderful author you are. And I haven't heard any poetry yet. So. Oh man! <laughs> just give a just give us a little bit of that. Give us a little bit of the poetry. Oh man! I wish. On the spot. On the on spot. The spot. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. 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 Here it comes. Here it comes. Okay. For okay, so I, most of my poetry is about the marriage between um, the human being and their devotional character, okay. Okay. or the heart and the mind. So, for wherefore then are we together? Is it for love? Is it for fighting? Is it for union? Or for what union is there without love or without fighting or without argument or without detesting? Mm -hmm. You have been given to me and I have not been grateful toward you as I have been given to you and you have not been grateful toward me. As we have prayed and as we have given uh, to one another writings. Uh Uh-huh. These writings doing more and doing more than your father could have ever imagined for me and you the benefit for me also. Wherefore then are we separated? Is it for conflict or is it for agreement? If we cannot agree, let us find conflict for agreement. And if we cannot find conflict for agreement, then let us find something to war over that we may embrace a love that we can fight and die for. For that is what we are for together and together for one and one for a love to fight and to die for. Very nice. I was almost thinking that was a song, so. (laughs) Very nice. That's beautiful. So now we've heard the poetry side. So we want to know that this philosopher is just not some, you know, clandestine. He's very human. So what is your favorite color? Red. Quick. Not even a question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you another question now. What? If you had a billboard, what would you put on it, and why would you put it there? Man, I would put that same words, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Okay. And I would put it there because there would be so many interpretations of that. Yeah. And whether it's love or whether it's hate, it would still get a discussion going. Yeah, like that. Yeah, challenge the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And last question what would you pick for your last meal? 
<laughs> Easy, right? Easy, you answer, yeah. uh, usually everyone gets kind of stumped when I ask these questions. You just like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> My two loves, red and pasta. Okay, all right, yeah. and sauce, right? Sauce exactly. on top of there you go. Exactly. That's that's great. Are there any finals? Any final thoughts that you can leave with the audience that you can share with them um, if they wanna, um, you know, delve into this particular philosophy that you're in how can they just begin the journey and um or even just to better themselves is there anything you can share yeah you know um if you are willing to or are going through that period in your life uh, begin writing um write anything at any time about how you feel mm -hmm. and especially spend time with those words, I will always say spend time with those words within the Bible, even if it's a sentence, even if it's a paragraph, even if it's less than one minute, um, pay attention to what you're reading and then just take a moment to reflect on what you have read. Mm -hmm. That way then you can actually be read of the Bible instead of reading the Bible. Right, nice. So being read of the Bible, then you can then begin to spend time with those principles and get them cultivated more in yourself away from the negativity that you feel wherever you're feeling it. That way you can begin to, without even knowing what it says, live. Mm -hmm. And then you can, as living, develop those principles and those, those commandments. And then what you see and then what you live and what you learn, right. bring it back to the Bible and in a way what you are learning and what you're experiencing with what's actually in there. And that's mm -hmm. actually the first step is that once you can get that experience, get that wisdom, right. bring bring everything back to the source. And once you get it back to the source, weigh it with the source, challenge it, and then take it right back out into real life and exercise it. Great. That is great. And we want I just want to thank you for this most insightful episode. And audience, I hope you are receive something from it. If not, download it and listen to it again because it really did something for me. <laughs> it really uh, solidified a lot of things for me. And we want to thank you for being on the show. And this brings us to the end. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it about on social media. Leave us a rating or a review. And remember, you can always press the button and leave a question for our guest today, Linwood, and you can leave a message for him, and I can surely pass it along. And to catch me, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at EJW Coaching. Thanks again for being here. And this is Edna White and my guest, Linwood, saying bye for now.